0: Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. If you're a fan of the show, write us a review, and tell your friends about us. And if you donate at thebittersweetlife.net, you'll not only help keep the show going, you'll get a handwritten thank you note in the mail. And we will never forget you. Also, if you want to sponsor the show, contact us through thebittersweetlife.net. And if you're new, welcome, I'm Katie Sewell. This show begins in Rome right after I quit my job as a senior producer for public radio and moved there. This was totally out of my character. My co-host is Tiffany Parks. She's a writer, author of Midnight in the Piazza, and she's my childhood friend. And she also moved to Rome, but over a decade ago. She flew there with no real plan and managed to stay. Don't be afraid to start way back at the beginning. I promise you'll be entertained. And don't be afraid to start thinking about how you might want your life to be different. We're all on this journey together. Welcome to Rome. This is The Bittersweet Life with Katie Sewell and Tiffany Parks. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. And today, to end... This season. yeah, We're ending this season. It's gone on for a really long time. We're ending this season today.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, today. It's been a year and a half. This season has lasted. It's time to say goodbye to season six.
0: Uh, Yeah, I think it's partly because when we started this show... We didn't have seasons at all. And then iTunes started making you decide to have seasons. So then all of a sudden we were like, uh, I guess we have seasons now. And then they became this arbitrary thing.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> yes, because we don't, as you may have noticed, we don't really take any time off. Like we might take a week off randomly, but it's two or three weeks a year and not <laughs> in a row. So right. that's why it doesn't really make sense for us to have seasons. But I I don't know about you, Katie, but I love September. And I feel like September is the real beginning of the year Mm -hmm. to me. And so I think September is a great time to kick off a new season. Right. It just
0: feels right. It does feel right. So we're ending this season today. In the United States, it's Labor Day today, Mm -hmm. which is a day where historically you're supposed to take a day off. Yeah, we didn't want to take a day off. But we did think it would be kind of interesting to listen back in on season one. Some of you have never actually heard season one, which is the year where I, Katie Sewell, live abroad in Rome as a neighbor to your other host,
1: Tiffany Parks. It was in a magical year. It was.
0: And if you haven't listened to season one, go back and
1: listen to it. Shame on you. Yeah. Shame. Just wallow in the shame.
0: But I love listening back to these old episodes because one, do we sound younger? I feel like I sound like I'm at the dawn of the new me that was coming about in that season. But mm. but today we're going to listen to the end of season one as the end of season six. It's sort of
1: strangely parallel. Well, I will say that for those of you who listen regularly, you may have heard Katie or myself, maybe I don't know which one of us it was mentioned that... Katie does have some news that we've been sort of teasing but haven't mentioned yet. And we are going to get into that next week on the first episode of our new season. And if you don't mind me saying, Katie, it does kind of, it is parallel to the um, episode that we're gonna play today. yes, In the sense that you're saying goodbye to something.
0: That's right. The last episode of season one, was called Goodbye. And that's what you're going to hear today. And it is the very sad episode of me leaving Rome, moving home. It was taped the morning that you left, right? Yes, it's taped on the very last day to be extra emotional. And it also is the first time in the history of my two decade long career in radio where I cried on the air. But not the last time. (laughs) But not the last time. (laughs) This show has made me very emotionally vulnerable. So look forward to that. But yes, to answer your tease, I have another big goodbye that is happening in my life. And we're going to get into that
1: next week. Mm, So you do not want to miss that.
0: But for now, let's travel back to Rome to that final morning when I was going to say goodbye to you. Thankfully, not for the last time, but goodbye to you and goodbye to the time I got to spend in Rome. Okay. Welcome to Rome. This is The Bittersweet Life with Katie Sewell and Tiffany Parks. <coughs> Just do it. Okay. <sighs> All right, ready? hmm Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. And we lied to you <laughs> last week. We said that we were going to go out to dinner
1: uh, for our final dinner and then record afterwards. But that didn't happen. No, I'm not a night person. By the time I've been fed and it's <laughs> late, I can't think properly anymore. so
0: Well, and by the time the boys got gelato after dinner, it was hey I, g-
1: a- I got gelato too. That's You're true. the only one who didn't get gelato. I was so full.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I know I should have done it. It was my last gelato chance, but there you are but by the time we got done with that it was about eleven thirty. so the idea of going back and doing a really introspective interesting podcast wasn't going to happen so now it is the morning of my final morning here i have what something about 20 minutes to tape before i need to go back and finish packing and head to the tram and then to the train station and then to the plane and then i'm off off to
1: america off to the united states uh, I don't know what to say. I'm, I'm still in denial. I know you've been saying this. It's it's the morning of. I mean, it was like two weeks, one week, five days. I was still in denial. I'm still in denial now. It's 20 minutes to eight in the morning. You're going to be on the plane by noon. By noon, and um, yeah, it's been it's been a great time. It is. I'm. Uh,
0: that's the interesting thing too. I'm still totally in denial. But how can that be possible? <laughs> I've already checked out of my apartment. I, you know, my roots are cut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a plane that's expecting me, and yet I'm still sitting here thinking
1: that you're going to be here tomorrow. Yeah. That you're going to see this church tomorrow. We're sitting in Santa Maria in Trastevere, the, the piazza. It's... We've y- d- done many shows Yeah, here, we've though. talked about this square. This is, you know, the central square of our hood. And uh, we're sitting on the steps of the fountain, as we have many times. There's some people giving us odd looks, but that's that's normal, I suppose. Here comes a garbage
0: truck. <laughs> He's going to park right next to us. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope
1: he gets the engine.
0: Never. Um, yeah, this is one of my favorite squares, so it seems like a good spot to end. During this year, whenever I had a free afternoon, I would come and sit on these stairs and read or watch the people go by. And so I thought, it's the one place I want to check out one last time.
1: Can I just make a comment as we're sitting here? Yes. It, just in case you, you know you're not familiar with Rome or being up in the middle of the night or early in the morning in Rome... The garbage men in this city are so put together. I don't know if you've ever noticed this. This guy just walked past and his hair is all like done. Like there's certainly gel in his hair. He's got a really nice pair of sunglasses, even though it's not sunny out this morning. And he looks good. You know, he's, he's wearing like the bright magenta and orange uniform that they wear. But he looks pretty good. And the women too. There are, there are a lot of women garbage collectors in this city. They're way more put together than I am. They've like, you can tell they spent more time on their makeup. Their hair looks really good. They are styling people.
0: Yeah, (laughs) it's true. It's true. And for having a job that I would think would be so frustrating because Rome is so full of people and so full of garbage that it just seems like it would be an endless, endless task, which I know I've also mentioned. But you say, you know, to look at it on the bright side and maybe they
1: take great pride in the fact
0: that they're cleaning up the square.
1: Yeah, cleaning up their city, keeping their city clean, sure. It's an important job. You're right, though. He does look really put together. Do you want to say something to him? No. No,
0: I don't. (laughs) Okay. Well, he's about to drive off anyway, so we could just give him admiring looks. He's getting in the car right now.
1: He's not looking at us. He's got better places to be. Better
0: places to be. Well, one thing I was thinking about this morning, because even though I'm in denial, I need to start facing the fact that in a few hours I'm not going to be here anymore, which... Even as I say, it seems absolutely ridiculous and preposterous and like I'm making it up. (laughs) But I got up early enough so that Derek and I could go get a cappuccino, and we were sitting off of a different piazza in our neighborhood, just watching the city come to life, just very much like we did a few podcasts ago. And there's the florist that's putting out his plants, and there's uh, the farmer's market that's being set up, and the pigeons are cleaning the ground, and the tourists are (coughs) arriving with their clacking suitcases and all these things that are so normal. I think that's part of why it's so hard to realize that I'll be gone, that these tourists are just arriving, and I'm the one now that's getting on the plane and leaving. is because it's just part of the routine. This is what I see every morning. This is a part of a routine that I'm a part of, in many ways. And so, I don't know, it reminds me very much of, this is the thing about life, right? (laughs) That it's always full of these endings, these goodbyes. You and I grew up in the theater, so you remember what it was like when you're performing a play for the very last time, and every time you say a line, you you think in your head, that's the last time I'm ever going to say that line, or you do a costume change, and you think, that's the last time I'm going to wear this costume.
1: Yeah, or even you think to yourself, looking around at your castmates, this is the last time that all of us are going to be together. Yeah, and so I've been
0: feeling a little bit that same way today, that nostalgic nostalgic it's also i don't know it's like a mini death letting go of a really good play is like a mini death and then letting go of this experience is like that too because this world here it's going to keep revolving it's all these things tomorrow the flower seller is going to be out there the tourists are going to be arriving the garbage men are going to be there tonight they're going to be screaming in the streets below my apartment but my apartment's going to be empty
1: and it's not going to be your apartment anymore
0: I know and so it's this mini death of like a great city it's been around for 2767 years and I was
1: here for one of those years and now I'm I'm gonna be gone and it's sad it is sad and I I can't help but think about if and when the day will come that I leave you know it's not certain that I'm going to stay here forever and although more of an active decision for me to leave whereas for you it would have been more of an active decision to stay. I don't know if that makes sense. No, that makes sense. It could happen and I mean I know I would come back to Rome many times because my husband's family is here so there's no way that we wouldn't pass through Rome at least once a year or, or every other year but it's different from living in the city and I think about that and when I was, this <laughs> is so, it's going to sound silly but when I was first in Rome, my first year in Rome when I really didn't know if I was going to be able to pull it off and stick it out, and find a way to live, and, and work, and become legal, and find a decent paying job, and all of that, I used to hear this song all the time that I don't really hear anymore. The, the street musicians, they kind of go on cycles. This year, they'll be all playing these five songs, and next year, they'll all be playing different ones. And the, fir- the year that I came in, they were always playing Arrivederci Roma, <laughs> oh <God. laughs> which is a song that I first got to know... Because of Dean Martin, because he sings a really, really great version of that song. That song always used to make me sad. Even before I moved to Rome, that song made me sad. Anyway, the point is, I always, whenever I think about that, whenever I used to hear that song, I used to think about the time when I would leave, you know, and I just, I hope that I would live, I would stay forever. I don't know if I really believed that I would, but I definitely didn't have such a strong reason to stay as I have today, my husband. But I remember used to listen to that song and think, "Oh my God, the day that I leave, I, I, I don't know how I'm going to do it. Like it's going to crush me." And I feel like I have maybe a little bit of a stronger connection to Rome than you have, just you certainly know, natu- <laughs> But even besides the fact that I've lived here longer, just it was always my dream to come here. Whereas for you, it was more happenstance. But I don't know. I totally get what you're going through. I can I can imagine it. Let's say, yeah, you're feeling sorry for me. I am. I'm kind of feeling like it's a little death for myself as well. <laughs> How so? Just because... Uh, 8 a.m. if you
0: can hear the church bell. Should I turn toward it? I'm going to miss that too.
1: Yeah, it's nice having a clock in, in a church bell in the neighborhood. You always know <laughs> what time it is.
0: Well, you've got to be projecting a little bit of what I'm feeling onto, into your own experience. Or yeah, vice versa. Vice what would versa. that be? Projecting your own experience into how you imagine I must be feeling.
1: Yes, true. Uh, I am. I'm <laughs> sure I am. And you probably are not even as sad as I am right now. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I am, but I'll have to
0: listen to Arrivederci Roma when I want a good cry or something like that. Yeah, we'll see. I'll have
1: to send it to you if I can find out how to do that. Yeah, I mean, when you leave, I mean, for any expat, I think, when you leave a place, you know, a place that's not your home, but you have somehow made it your home, even for a year... You leave a little bit of your soul there, I think. I know, I, I know expats who've lived... You know, they're serial expats, sometimes because of their work. You know, maybe they work in, in diplomacy or they work for, like, a multinational corporation and they get moved and they don't have any say in where they live. One year they're in Brussels and the next year they're in Sydney and the next year they're in Managua. And that I can't even imagine. Like, because I get attached to places. Even when I travel and I'm just a tourist... Especially if I get an apartment. I don't know why that makes a difference, but I I get attached to places even after a couple of days, and I think, you know, I could really live here, and, oh, it's sad to leave, and, you know, you never know if you're going to go back to a place.
0: I'm the same way, too. I could probably live anywhere, but uh, after a time. I always go through a pretty rough adjustment period once I accept the fact or get used to the fact that I'm in a particular place then I can really just sort of stay, you know, like I'm a turtle. I just sort of dig into the ground and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> pull in my shell. Uh, this woman who just arrived, we were talking about local color a couple episodes ago. See the chair that's sitting over there by yes. the wall?
1: She makes carpets or something, no, right? No, it's like,
0: um, it's, it's this older woman who comes every single day, and she makes, it's almost like paint-by-number embroidery, where she buys an embroidered mat that has a... a Um, yeah a design on it that's multicolored and those colors have corresponding numbers and those numbers are the yarn colors that you buy and then you just fill in and I guess it turns into a little carpet or a wall hanging or something but she does it every single day right there I
1: wonder if she sells this stuff she must sell it
0: I don't know but I often thought and she used to sit against the other wall that's just sort of looking at nothing this way where the chair is positioned right now she's looking into the piazza but she used to sit on the opposite wall so she was just staring at the other building
1: mm.
0: and she couldn't see into the piazza and i always thought what a boring place to work on that yeah much better with this
1: with the church right in front of you
0: yeah but the that's starting to another thing too. i'll miss see see i know she's there she doesn't know that i'm here and Maybe i'm not gonna, be here. I'm she's not gonna like, be here oh my god there's
1: that girl with her Her giant microphone (laughs) and her earphones. What is up with that? What is she doing? What are those two girls doing sitting around on the steps of the fountain recording themselves? Maybe she does. Maybe she totally does. Yeah, that's a good point.
0: (laughs) It's also interesting when, as we've talked about also, this city being as ancient as it is, and there's been so many people here, and so many people that have written about being in Rome, and this creation of yours and mine is. Just another little piece of art that came out of Rome out of thousands and thousands of art pieces and essays and things that have happened. people who have come and gone, and people who have even written about the lamenting of the leaving of Rome and so it seems also strange to be kind of a little part of that legacy, which is a legacy is actually too dramatic a word, but that part of that same history, it's the same thing we've been talking about with Rome with this deep history, that you're just a little part of it. you're there for. One year, And really, you're going to be the only one historically that remembers that I was here as far as Rome is concerned. But I'll remember. Well, well,
1: your lock will be around. Yes. <laughs> oh, tell about that. I think we talked about it before. Oh, did we? I, honestly, I don't remember if this was a conversation we just had or if this was on a podcast. So if you're hearing this for the second time, I'm sorry. But there's an Italian film in which the protagonist, a pair of teenagers, I believe take a little lock, like the tiny little lock you would use for your locker, and they write their initials on it and a date, and they lock it onto the chains on the Milvian Bridge, which is one of the most historic bridges in Rome, and they throw the keys into the river as a sign of their never-ending love. And uh, and it became a tradition, and people all over Italy, especially Rome, but all over the city, and then all over the the all over Europe, I don't know if it's reached outside of Europe yet, but it's become very popular. My mom told me that locks were all over Paris bridges. They're all over the Roman bridges. People just, hundreds and hundreds, thousands of people put locks on these bridges now. The city will sometimes come in and take them down and throw them away when they get just too much. But yeah, so Katie and Derek have made their lock, which has also a little message for me on one side, which is nice. And the idea was that they were going to lock it onto Ponte Sisto, which is the bridge that is closest to where we live sometime in the last few days here. Of course, I was the only person with a permanent pen. <laughs> so I was and I wasn't going to buy one because I'm about to move. And, I, and she kept saying, can you bring over the permanent pen? Can you bring over the permanent pen? And of course, I keep forgetting because whatever, I guess I'm forgetful. And or, or you
0: have a life outside of no. remembering permanent markers.
1: <laughs> I, uh, I finally brought it this morning. So she, she, she wrote it this morning. and I, But the problem is she doesn't have time to lock it anywhere. So I'm going to have to do it. But the thing is, I'm going to look like a huge loser because it's always the couples who do it together. That's the point. The couple locks it together. They turn around, they close their eyes, and they throw the lock into the river. And I'm going to be there like by myself looking like a complete (laughs) moron. Get
0: get somebody to videotape it.
1: That's (laughs) going to make it worse. I'm just kidding. You have to at least take a picture of where you put it. Oh, I will do that. I will do that. And I will throw the keys into the river. And are you going to make a wonderful wish for us while you are Of course do I will. Of course I will. I threw something else into the Tiber once that I felt very special about. Uh, one of my close friends got married in 2009. At that time, I was I was sort of falling madly in love with my husband. We weren't engaged yet, but we were on the brink. And she, uh, after the wedding said, you know, she came up to me and she had this really simple but beautiful white rose bouquet that her other our other friend had made for her. And it was tied with a beautiful olive green ribbon. And she said, I want you to have this. And obviously, you know, the old tradition that whoever gets the the, the bouquet is the next to Mary. And I said, you know, you have to throw it because, uh, you know, we got to make this real. So she threw it to me. You know, I was the only one standing like a foot away. Of course, I caught it. And I kept this bouquet for months and months and months. And I had it hanging, drying, of course. And And because it was all roses, it was very easy to do. And eventually I had to put it outside my window because it was just starting to get kind of stinky and kind of gross after about a year and a half i was engaged by that point i was planning my own wedding it's time to let this go and so i took the ribbon off and i took the little pearl pins off and i took it to the tiber river and i made a wish for her and for myself and my husband and i threw the 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 bouquet into the river and washed it until it disappeared and then I took the green ribbon and I cut it in half and I saved half and I gave it back to my friend so she could have that as a memento and I kept half.
0: That's so nice.
1: Yeah, it's a lot nicer than what happened to my bouquet, which is that it got thrown away by my mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> How romantic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never I'll never quite forgive her for that.
0: I can't say I've ever thrown anything to the t- into the Tiber River. I could have thrown some keys, but, you know. <laughs> 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 Actually, those the keys to the lock... That you're going to lock on the river are so small that i'm afraid that you're going to throw them in the river and some passing fish is just going to be like Ooh,
1: well even if bottom. even if that happens that's almost like better that almost means like the keys will live on inside this fish or the, fish will, the fish will die the fish will eventually die but then he'll probably get eaten by another fish and maybe those keys will just keep living on inside of a uh, of a fish instead of being swept out into the ocean maybe they'll stay in the river You know me, I'm always trying to find the bright (laughs) spot in any situation. And meanwhile,
0: I'm like, but the poor fish, he doesn't want to have keys in his stomach. He'll never feel right again. Well, then he shouldn't eat them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's his fault if he eats them. But
0: one would say it's my fault for throwing it in the river.
1: Oh, (sighs) I
0: know. It's full of (laughs) trash anyway.
1: Yeah. So it's probably I don't think fine. there are any fish alive in that river. Well, no, there are, because I see people fishing. Crazy people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I certainly want to eat a fish from the Tiber River. No. Yeah. Well, that'll be fine. That'll be something to do. We'll just pretend we're
1: doing it together. I think we should do it together. We have... We're almost done with this podcast. I have to go in that direction anyway to catch the bus to work. Why don't we just do it together? All right,
0: we'll go do it right now. But I have to hurry up. I got to go catch the train.
1: I know you do. What time? What time is your train?
0: Uh, I have no idea. Okay. Well, that's a good start. All right. Well, let's hurry then. Let's go. All right. Should we? Should we end or should we? No. Let's tape it. Okay. All right.
1: <laughs> All right. So here we are. Here we are. We're standing on Ponte Sisto, which is one of the most picturesque bridges in Rome. I always like feel the need to do a little bit of like a tour guide intro every stop we go. This is just a habit I can't get out of. Sorry. <laughs> Built in under the papacy of Sixtus IV in the 1470s. <laughs> very
0: nice. Now uh, between two very busy roads, but it is stretching over the Tiber River. A river I didn't think I was going to cross again before I left, so it's nice to be here. And we have the lock ready
1: to go. Tiffany has it unlocked. Did oh, you hang want? On. I wanted to write one last thing on it. Okay. I will record you writing. It's not simply, uh, this is, Locke is doing double duty. Not only will the love of Katie and Derek last forever, but the friendship of Tiffany and Katie, AKA Carmen and Veronica, those were our, our nicknames that we gave each other when we were adolescents. It will also last forever. Very nice so let me just write this yes. one here so what
0: i've done is i've written the date that derek and i were here on one side and i've also written i love you tiffany on the other side and that's Aww. just a message for you to read when you walk past and now she's adding c plus v because of our nicknames from our youth carmen and veronica and i'll leave it up to you to guess who's who <laughs> carmen and veronica i think
1: we said in a previous podcast Did we? well
0: then go back and look for that <laughs> Okay. If
1: you care, which I would, <laughs> I would be surprised
0: if you did. <laughs> you should. It's not really that important. Just write to us and ask. Okay. So we're putting oh, it on. No, I'm putting it on. I'm going to tape it locking. Okay. Ready? We're going to be able to hear it.
1: Click. <laughs> Very nice. All right. Let me, let me, uh, let me just take a photo of this for posterity, you know, because I, I hate to say it, this lock is not going to last forever. It will eventually be taken down. You're cutting all of this little boring part. Maybe
0: not. So she's taking a couple photos, which I will put on our website, thebittersweetlife.net, for you to see. Oh, I almost left the keys in there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now we've also decided that uh, since Tiffany will be the garter of this lock, seeing as she's staying in the city... She's going to keep one of the little keys, because it came with three keys. I'm going to give you one, too. There. One, one to you, one to me, and one to the river. Okay. Sounds like a plan. That way, if you see them uh, threatening to cut it, you can be like, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that'll just, I'll just happen to be walking by. <laughs> the fates will have it be so. No, I'm just kidding. No, if it gets cut, it gets cut. it still doesn't mean that I didn't love my ear here. and I, I, might,
1: yeah, I, could, I could always move it if I find a better place. I don't know if that ruins the magic. What do you think? No, I don't think so.
0: You know, I I really like the Tiber Island Bridge. That's a nice one. Oh,
1: that's my favorite. To be honest, my favorite, well, there's two bridges that cross Tiber Island, but my favorite is Ponte Fabricio because it's the oldest, it's the oldest standing bridge in Rome. It's the oldest working bridge in Rome. This is harder than it looks.
0: So, as she gets these keys off, I have to also point out that we're in our final moments of hanging out together
1: not for life just for right now try not to be so drastic and fatalistic please but i do want to
0: take the time to thank all of you guys who have been listening to us through this year it's been fun to share this with you and to get your emails and comments and to know you're there and hopefully inspire some of you to visit rome or move abroad or whatever it was that you got from this podcast or live vicariously uh there's a possibility that we may uh, try to add another one to this. This may not be the end, but if it is, it's been a good ride.
1: It's been an amazing ride. I'm going to keep the one with the ring on it, actually. So uh, okay. you keep this one. I'll put it in your pocket. I have no pockets. Okay.
0: Here, I'll just... Uh, here, can you just stick it in my backpack?
1: Mm-hmm. Very nice. Okay. This one's mine. Wait. Oh, wait. We're throwing only one in the river. There you go. Okay. Okay. I don't know why this is so complicated for me. Yeah, this is taking forever. (laughs) just kidding. (laughs) Which way are we going to face? Towards St. Peter's or towards the Tiber Island?
0: Towards Tiber Island, I think. Yes, I
1: think so too. Because the river runs in that direction anyway. Yeah, and
0: we wanted to go downstream because we need to catch that fish that's (laughs) heading downstream. (laughs) (laughs) Use us, doing good work.
1: (laughs) Those are some more of our (laughs) faithful garbage collectors commenting on us walking around with a giant microphone. <laughs> and uh, yeah, okay. So are you gonna make a wish? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's each make a wish But we should, Silently. Share, we should share it. Oh, we should share it. Okay, yeah, I guess that's, that's a good point. My wish is that, I mean, this is selfish, but okay, I'm just gonna say it. My wish is that you move back to Rome. <laughs> Even if not permanently, I, I think you should come back for another year. And it might happen.
0: I won't say why, but it could happen. It could happen, and then this podcast will take on its whole new identity (laughs) as uh, an extended version. It's a long shot, though, so... But, yes,
1: that's your wish, But your coming here was a long shot, if I remember. That's true. I never
0: thought I'd be an expat, and I never thought I'd live in another country, so... I guess you never know what life is bringing. You never know what's around the corner. Okay, so that's your wish. You're touching the key with that wish, and I say... I guess my wish is that even though the memory of this year will fade, I hope it doesn't fade too fast, and that you and I keep in better touch than we did before.
1: I think we can do that. Okay, <laughs> should we do it? All right, one, <laughs> two, two three. three. And there's the fish. <laughs> it grabbed it. <laughs> it leapt from the water and <laughs> grabbed the key. Uh, well, now I'm getting kind of teary. Yeah, I'm not gonna let myself go there. Okay, I'm gonna save that for the bus. Oh no, don't cry on the bus. No, I won't. Okay.
0: I'm leaving, so sad. You'll be back, you'll be back at
1: least to visit.
0: I know, it's true, next year.
1: And you have so many amazing things that are coming up. Yeah. I love you so much, me too. All right, let's leave it there because I hate being emotional on tape. I uh, this is Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. (sighs) Thanks for being with us. Bye bye.
0: Hello, friends. Katie here. Fear not; it's not the end of the podcast. Join us next week for a new episode, and until then, we love you. Support the show if you can. Visit thebittersweetlife.net click on the Donate button, or rate us on iTunes. I hope you enjoyed that trip down memory
1: lane. And be sure to tune in next week for the start of Season 7. And thanks so much for being with us for this long Season 6. <laughs>
0: long, long Season 6. And until next time, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. Join us again. Bye. Bye. Thanks to Lori Lee Elliott for her help managing The Bittersweet Life on YouTube and to Sarah Johnson for her consultation. Our logo is made by Jody Rick at the Lost Laboratory with painting assistance by our muse, Caravaggio. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Just search for The Bittersweet Life Podcast. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to the show. That way we're here for you every week, both on Monday and now on Thursday. And if you review us on Apple Podcasts, we'll be grateful for you. Send us your topic ideas, questions, and voice memos. We're at mail.com or at the Contact Us page at thebittersweetlife.net.